Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Yeah, Tuesday. What's up? And welcome in. We're Grant and Danny. You are listening to the fan. We're in our Half Street Studios downtown in Southeast D.C. by Nationals Park. Happy to be with you on the 10th day of January, 2023. Jay Gruden's on the show in three hours at 5 o'clock. Can't wait to see what he thought of Sam Howell in the young quarterback's debut performance in a win over the Cowboys. Danny, how are you? I'm doing pretty well, my friend. I, I want to know, are you going to write it down or are you just going to issue your formal apology to Kedrick Colston on the on the radio waves? Like, what what's your preferred method? Like, you send up a smoke signal, you, hit, you attach it to a pigeon, you write him a nice email, maybe some flowers. Georgia won, and they won by so many points. My God, that was amazing. 65 to 7. So for those of you that don't know, rumor has it, mm. That many, 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 many weeks ago, Uh I think it might have been the first or second week of the college football season. It was, after the first weekend. A guy who looks a lot like me and sounds a lot like me. Handsome gentleman, if I can say Smells a lot like me. Uh Overweight, but still moderately handsome. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well-kept beard. Mm -hmm. Very, very fat. Said something along the lines of, Ohio State is better than Georgia. I think someone said that to Kedrick. If if I may, and I don't mean to, this is, it's not important. We're just talking, just things that happen. Uh, it's Ohio State and Alabama, a whole bunch of space, and then Georgia is what this person in question said. May have said. That, not definitively. Right, we don't know. Allegedly. There's no way to check. It's not an audio medium where we record stuff. And um, Kendrick Colson heard that, mm-hmm. and then he called on the phone and, uh, and, and read you the riot act a little bit. But I'm not going to allow you to rain on my parade. Those are my Georgia Bulldogs. Oh, yeah, it's it's funny that you're celebrating this somehow. Back to back national championships. What a woodshed game that it was 10 7. It was 10 7. We'll, we'll get into the game in a second. Yeah. It's Tuesday, Danny. That's true. It's the Tuesday. It's the Tuesday everyone's been waiting for all season long because today is not only Commander's Survivor Day, mm-hmm. but it is the day that we will be crowning a champion. For 2022 on Commander Survivor. We started with 18 players. We are down to just one more vote. The final two players standing, vying for the prize today. And I think you guys had a banner campaign here as voters. Because probably the two best players on the team this year, Deron Payne on defense who tied Dave Butts' record with 11 and a half sacks as a down defensive tackle. You just don't see it. An all-pro type season. A top 15 or so player in the league defensively at any position type season. Coming off of a pretty quiet final game of the year by his standards. Takes on Terry McLaurin, who ended up with three catches and over 70 yards, including a 52-yard falling catch from Sam Howell on a dime down the field. One of those two, Danny, 
is going to be the Commander Survivor. You guys vote however you want to. Facebook.com slash Grant and Danny. I always say in the final weekend, rather than just voting based on the one game, I think you, you, who do you want to be known many years from now when we look back at our annual winners as the 2022 Survivor? Is it McLaurin? Is it Payne? I'm with you. I, I take, and listen, vote how you want. You can vote your issue. You can vote macro. You can vote micro. You can vote one play, all the plays, whatever, however the person makes you feel. This is the very end of it, right? There's no games left to be played. To me, the person whose season I'm going to remember the most is the person I just voted for. If you want to see, you got to go to Facebook.com slash Grant and Danny. I think this guy had the best season for this Washington team this year from start to finish. It, we're going to vote. We're both going to give our votes a little mm-hmm. later in the show, and, and we'll go on the record. But I'm already sad for whoever doesn't win. Yeah, I'm actually more sad for them than I am happy for whoever wins because both of these guys are so deserving. But that does get us to the national championship game last night. Two things. One, before we get to the game, I am such a mark and such a fan for how ESPN uses their bandwidth on this night. I love all of the different options for watching the game, although I will say, did they not do the coaches' film room this year? Was that replaced by the Pat McAfee on the sideline, he and all his buddies screaming the whole game? I did not see the the coaches' film room. So on my like channel menu options thing, it may I have been, but I couldn't all find over it. the place yeah. unless it was a couple hundred channels away, and I just never found it mm-hmm. on the traditional ESPN, ESPN two, ESPN News, ESPN Ocho, ESPN eight, all that stuff. It was not there. I watched the majority of the game, other than just your traditional telecast with uh-huh. Fowler and Herbie, just the Skycam with the in-house PA, no broadcaster, just kind of watching the all twenty-two from above. And you, like you were sitting in the stadium, could hear the in-house PA saying, Danny Rouye on the carry, four yards, it's second and six. I watched for an hour like that. It was kind of entertaining, to be honest with you. I wouldn't want to major in that all the time. Mm -hmm. But it kind of made me feel like I was at the national championship game. You are better at that than I am. I'm a, I like it how I've always done it type, type viewer. You're more willing to push the envelope and try the new thing. Like, there's no way to quantify how out I am on on Pat McAfee, I guess generally, but also like it, it, whatever that is, that's See, not for me. I like McAfee way more than you do. Yeah, I just wish you, if you wore sleeves that we could talk about it. So I find him entertaining. I think he's talented. I've seen him do stand up. I've seen him at WrestleMania. I've seen him on TV. I think he's great on College Game Day. If I had a critique, I think it's a little bit much. You know what I mean? His, yeah. His fader is turned up to 11. If he could just scale it back to 7, it, it's almost like a, a tryhard. Not almost, it is. It, it's like the guy in the group that always has to be making everyone laugh. It always has to suck all the air out of the room. We can't just all sit here and it, it can be quiet for one minute. You know, everyone always has to be paying attention to you. A little bit less of that would be perfect for me because I find him to be immensely entertaining. But like I, I was watching it. And my wife last night sat down next to me, and for about five minutes, she did. I don't think initially she, it, it, she realized this wasn't the normal telecast. And she said, who is this guy? I said, this is Pat McAfee. This is the guy you always hear about. And she's like, why is he doing this? Uh-huh. And, and, but she was, like, <laughs> bothered by how over the top it was. And I was like, well, this this is him. He's jumping into water. He, he's ripping off clothes. Like, this is what he does. So I, a little bit less of it would be great. And I would just say the thing for me yesterday when they were all on the sideline, 
he got all of his buddies from his show, and some guy who I'm supposed to know but I don't is doing an impression of Lou Holtz, and it wasn't funny. So I was out on all that, and I was like, okay, I've had enough of this. But just as a general broadcast entity, mm-hmm. I think Pat McAfee's on a rocket ship. I get it. His shtick at the draft, do you remember that? No. He came out to announce the Colts pick, and he trolled all the Titans fans in Nashville. And to this day, I think it was one of the most entertaining things I've seen. It was perfect. It was a wrestling promo uh-huh. going heel in front of yeah. I mean, a that's, live that's the brand. And it was great. Just, just as a quick side, nothing personal at all. It just, it's I don't. It's not for me. I respect him. You're right. He's a rocket ship. I mean, it, you know, get in the way at your own risk. It's the Rock and then Pat McAfee over the last two Seriously. years in terms of jobs acquired. But it's just not for me. I don't. I don't like being shouted at. I like my volume down low. I need play. Play by play, color guy told me what happened. Let's reset. I need that. 65 to 7. Yeah. 65 to 7. I felt for those TCU kids, man. That's that's no fun. 65 mm-hmm. to 7. It was 10-7, man. I thought after that busted coverage, right? Where then 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 TCU runs that hurry up, they get in the end zone. But we, we might have a game. That's nope. cute. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna give you my analysis. Yeah, go ahead. 65 to 7. Woodshed. <laughs> I mean, it was so bad. All the woodshed. They went yeah. on a woodshed tour. All these Big 12 people like, we get no respect around here. Rightly so. 65 yeah. to 7. You went up a level there, didn't you? <laughs> Stetson Bennett is 50 years old. He's the same age as Lamar Jackson. Or else he'd be a draft interesting guy, mm-hmm. you know, like in the mid-rounds. I mean, he, but he's 100. He's, he's literally 25 years old. 18 of 25, 304 and 4. He's always in complete control of that offense. Kenny McIntosh, their tailback, got eight carries. He was explosive. Brock Bowers, their tight end, who's still not draft eligible because he's a sophomore. How is he not draft? He's so good. I what love a, him. A lethal weapon. He should be illegal in society. You should have to carry him in a suitcase and only three people get to know the codes. Brock Bowers is going to be a machine at the next level. And who is Lad McConkey? I mean, I, I know who Lad McConkey is. He's been their top receiver this year and but like Lad McConkey, Lad it's a McConkey. funny name, and he's a little guy, and he's a white wide receiver. I've always assumed, always wide open somehow. I've always assumed he was related to one of my least favorite NFL players, Phil McConkey, who used to play for the Giants. Probably he and Mark is. Bavaro used to torment us. I I can't prove it. I never actually looked it up. But that guy's always open. Lad McConkey Lad. is his name. My wife couldn't believe he was a real person. She's like Brock and Lad, the receiver. Does that court. say Lad McConkey? And I was like, Yep, that's Lad McConkey. That's him. Five for 88 and two scores. How was he so open all the time? I that don't know. Guy? He's open. He's 7-11 open 11 style, man. This was Lad McConkey doing work last night. Back to throw. With the play action, Bennett looks down the middle. McConkey's wide open. Touchdown, Dogs. 65 to 7. 18 out of 25. 304 yards and four touchdowns. If they needed it. Like, if this was a Big 12 game where the TCU is playing against, like, Kansas State or somebody, you know, and they needed some more passing, I think Bennett could have thrown for 10 touchdowns. Oh, I'm in that sure game. he could have. They, they could have, not a bit. If if they, if it was like their lives were on the line, like yeah. someone called Kirby Smart at halftime was like, I have your wife and your children. If you don't keep the, the gas pedal down. If you don't get 100. You don't see them again. They would have scored 122. <laughs> they, they, I don't think there was a single play in that game after the first 10 minutes where TCU didn't look like the junior varsity playing the varsity. What a waste of everybody's time. 
that was. But good for Georgia. Yeah, I mean, listen, TCU earned the right to be there. They did. They earned it. So good for them. And and listen, in hindsight, though, I really wish Michigan didn't turn the ball over at the six inch line, uh-huh. or that the call wasn't wrong right before that because that was a touchdown, or that they didn't throw two pick sixes because I think they would have beaten TCU like eight out of ten times or nine out of ten times. And look, last night Georgia was a wagon. They would have beaten anybody, mm-hmm. but I think that would have been like forty two to twenty four instead of sixty five to seven. I wish somehow that. Ohio State and Georgia was the was the championship. I get the way the seating worked, it, and it made sense to me. I got no issue with it. I just wish that somehow that, that was the best game, right? Those two guys going back and forth, punch, counterpunch, and, and that was as good a football game as you're going to see at that level. I mean, the people that were clamoring for Alabama, I saw some of that on the old uh, Twitterverse. At some point, you got to take care of some business, right? You can't just automatically just skip, skip to January where Alabama's playing. Like, don't lose a couple times. It's pretty easy to me. Maybe lose once, but stop dropping a couple games and then whining about it. They did lose both of their games on the final play. But, yes, you're right. Multiple losses. It is what it is. One of my favorite videos from last night, and I I tweeted it, but don't bother going to look at Grant H. Paulson because somehow the video got uh, taken down. But David Pollock, who went to Georgia. Uh Uh-huh. This is great. on the set last (laughs) night, and he's basically saying... Kirby Smart and Georgia are now the team in college football. They've overtaken Alabama. Everyone's chasing them kind of thing. Like, changing of the guard tonight. Nick Saban's on the set, right next to him. Arm's length. He could reach out and grab David Pollock around the neck. And he was thinking about it. He probably (laughs) wanted to. But there was a really funny video done by NFL Memes, which just does a hilarious job anyway. Uh And they inserted, uh, was it the... What's the music everyone always inserts with the David Larry David guy? Yeah, the 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 Kirby enthusiasm. Kirby enthusiasm. Yeah. There, that's what I'm looking for. Uh-huh. So they inserted that, and you just see Nick Saban as David Pollock's talking, just start like staring down at the desk as if to say, "I'm not here. I'm not here. I'm not here." <laughs> it was so awkward. Yeah, don't say anything. Don't say anything. <laughs> it was so uncomfortable and so perfect. What a night for Georgia. What a night for the SEC. In Coronation. Yeah, seriously. Like four straight years, LSU, Bama, Georgia, everyone's taking their chance. Everyone's getting their shot. That's that, the one. That's what I'm looking Nick for. Nick Saban just sitting there, just stewing. Perfect music for any kind of funny internet anything. If you want to put a, a funny internet video together, this is your starter it's, kit. It's the new Benny Hill. You know what I mean? Like, you know, the dan, 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 that thing that used to be forever where it's like weird chasing, like this is a slapsticky. This is the new... You stepped in it. Someone edit together all of Dak Prescott's throws from Sunday to this music. It'll be my favorite video ever. It's a bunch of Danny Johnson PBUs. So much. Quickly, six games this weekend. We're going to be breaking them all down all week long. But we got six wild card round games. It'll start with the Seahawks and the Niners on Saturday and end on Monday night for the first time ever with a wild card round Monday nighter between the Cowboys and the Bucks. What is your favorite matchup of these six wild card games this weekend? a great question. You get to watch one. Mm. Your wife puts you to work and says you got to do all this other stuff all this other time. I'm going to give you three and a half hours to watch one football game. What are you carving out? It might be Dallas and Tampa. Really? Yeah. I I have that offense. I I have a morbid fascination with what what's going to happen with Dallas. At at a time this year, they, they ripped off a couple wins where you go, this is the best team in the world. They could do anything. They could finally break the curse, and they're going up against the most mediocre, pedestrian, aging Tampa Bay roster, and yet it's Tom Brady, and you know there's a horseshoe somewhere. Like, I'm fascinated by that game. If Lamar Jackson plays, it'll be Ravens-Bengals for me, which is Sunday night at 8-15 East. 
Valdez is my Ravens whisperer. He's the Ravens whisperer. He is. He calls a lot of things on the Ravens days in advance to come to fruition, which is an impressive skill. But it's a legacy game for him because he promised me a week ago. Promised me. Lamar Jackson's going to play. He's been calling his shot. He'd be out for the rest of the regular season. He'll be back for the playoffs. So a lot of credibility on the line for my my Ravens whisperer, Matt Valdez here. Because it's a big deal, right? When, yeah. when Lamar comes back, the line's going to swing several points. So if you're going to take the Ravens, you, you want to get all these points right now and put your bet down. But then if you do that and Lamar doesn't play, you're screwed. Then now what? Because they're in big trouble. So it would have been that game. But because I'm not sure about Lamar Jackson yet, this is a answer that no one will understand. Chargers-Jaguars. I understand it. Hands up. Very simple for me. Herbert at quarterback for L.A., Lawrence at quarterback for Jacksonville. I'm a young quarterback guy. I like teams that can spread you out and throw it. I like both of those offenses. I can't wait to see Chargers, Jaguars, 8-15 East. Those teams have what I covet. Those teams have what this regime in Washington has been trying to figure out for three years. The answer at quarterback, a young, long-term solution. And it's the first time we get to see both of them play in a playoff the postseason, game. yeah. Chargers-Jaguars, Saturday night, bring it on. Let's go. Chargers, last weekend, we're just watching like the rest of us on Saturday night, but Jacksonville actually played a week ago, Saturday, when that game starts, mm-hmm. in a playoff game of sorts, and it delivered, man. That came down to the wire, defensive touchdown to win. I think I saw somewhere it was the first time in over a decade that a team didn't have a first down in the fourth quarter. And won. And still came back to win. They got a defensive touchdown, but... Yeah, I can't wait for that game. Yeah, I think the Chargers didn't look great in Denver. Played their starters, you know, to the end of the game and lost in the altitude. They got a short week traveling east. I got plenty of intrigue on that one. So today in Ashburn, Martin Mayhew and Ron Rivera had an end of season press conference, and frankly, not a lot came out of it. They they didn't really give much in the way of answers or candor, and I don't have any problem with that. This is kind of how it goes, right? You're going into the off season. You don't want to show your hand or. Uh, give any indicator of how you're leaning. But, I mean, very, very little in the way of news came out of that. I'll give you a couple of bullet points from that press conference next. But I actually want to start the show on the phones next with you, Danny, on this. What is the first thing you would do this offseason if you were Ron Rivera? Your initial move, and it's not going to happen today, we now know, or it didn't happen on what they call Black Monday, but you take over, or not even, you're, you're Rivera. You wake up today as Ron Rivera. What's the first thing that you would do? 800-636-1067. 800-636-1067 is the number. On the MGM National Harbor listener lines, we want your answer on that. You get to be Rivera. Tomorrow, your first order of business in the offseason in 2023 is what? Grant and Danny on the fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. 
I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Well, we think he's, he's a piece. He, you know, he, he, he fits the formula of what we want to do and how we want to play. Uh, and he's got the skill set that, that, that you would like to have. Um, you know, we think his presence on the football field was outstanding this season, and he did a lot of good things for us. And it is most certainly, you know, something that, um, you know, we have to talk about and make sure we can uh, figure it out as we go forward. Ron Rivera, welcome back. Grant and Danny on the fin. Commanders have put the finishing touches on year three of this Rivera era. They are 8-8-1 eight, eight, and one in the standings after a couple seven-win seasons. Rivera today making the case for, even though the win-loss record is about the same over three years, they have made strides. We'll get into those comments and tell you whether we agree or disagree. But as we welcome you back, the question right now at hand on Grant and Danny, kicking off this 2023 offseason here early this week. Your Rivera, what is the first thing that you would do taking over tomorrow to start the offseason, your first order of business? Cheating a little bit, because this is three things all at once. But it is it is related to one position. I'm firing myself, all the people named Marty, and I'm hiring John Robinson the former Titans general manager. I need to be removed. I need all Marty's removed from personnel decision-making, ASAP. I don't get to make another important call for this organization, and neither do they. That will be in the hands of an actual general manager. We will have the correct structure. Now, this is, of course, wishful thinking. It's a pipe dream. It'll never happen, but it is my dream to have the correct structure of a normal, cohesive, smart NFL organization. I will take a general manager that is eminently qualified, that has had a team with really without quality quarterbacking in a really good position for multiple straight years. And this year, it went south. He lost his gig. He'd be more than welcome here to be ha- to have the final say on all things personnel. So I hate that this is repetitive and, dare I say, boring so far this segment. Because my answer, maybe we've just sat across from each other for too Stared long. Stared at each other's eyes. Wait, no, what? Maybe we're just reasonable people mm. who, who get this whole thing, having been here for 30 years watching this team spin on this hamster wheel of mediocrity, but I would be hiring a general manager to run the front office and to take over this outfit. And and what I would do is I'd sit everyone down and I'd say, listen, guys, year four is a make-it-or-break-it season for everyone in this building. 
I got to give myself the best chance. I trust myself as a head coach. I think I'm a pretty good head coach. I had never done the coach-centric thing. I'd never been the, the Grand Poobah, the VP football ops before. This was difficult. I'm dealing with all of Dan's nonsense. I'm dealing with all the other stuff going on in this building. And we just, we had our chances, but we couldn't figure it out. Draft results were pretty good in the mid to late rounds, but they weren't nearly good enough the last couple years in the early rounds. And free agency has been a mess. And most importantly, we neglected quarterback for a couple of off seasons waiting to push our chips in, and then we pushed our chips in on the wrong guy. And presumably, Herney and Mayhew were heavily involved in that decision. And so we're going to go out. I love the idea of John Robinson, by the way. But we're going to go hire a general manager who's going to run this football outfit that will report to me. But here's the other part of this. I'm going to say yes to them a lot. Like They're running the show. I'm coaching. And we're going to see how that works next year. Because I want an extra set of eyes, a fresh set of eyes, someone different who wasn't here over the last couple of off seasons to ensure that whatever happens at quarterback works out better than the last couple of off seasons did. So I guess we're in a similar boat. I will give them credit. I thought Jahan Dotson in, in the first round at pick 16 was fantastic. And you can't just look at Dotson by himself. That's a trade down where you also yeah. end up with B-Rob and, and some other selections along the way, right? That certainly works, yeah. Dotson was a win, but uh, yet you had the second-round pick. Mathis at defensive tackle go down. who didn't give them anything, but that was an injury. You can't control that. Robinson in the third round was really good. Butler in the fourth round, special teams only for the most part, played a little defense, including yesterday against the Cowboys. I mean, when you look at this draft class this past year, it actually looks like they have a chance to have a really, really good class. But essentially, there are two guys before week 18 who gave them anything this year. So it's just a, how do you want to view it, right? Yep. Glass half full is three years from now, Dotson, Mathis, Robinson, Butler, Hal, Turner, Paul, Holmes could all be here and helping. The other part is you just had one full year after the draft and Dotson and Robinson were the only guys that gave you much. Yeah, I, I like this year's draft with both in both categories. One, accomplishment. Two, future potential. I think they actually did a really nice job. But I always look at it in the context of team building. Nothing wrong with Federian Mathis. He shouldn't have been drafted. Tim Settle should have been signed. They should have spent money on a guard. They should have used the draft pick on a, another lineman for a group that was going to underachieve. So I always look at it in context, right? What did you have in-house? You could have paid Tim Settle puncher money to be a rotational defensive tackle, but you didn't. You created a need where you drafted a guy that looks like he can play. We only saw him for seven seconds. But but point in general is, did they draft well this year? I say yes. I also think it's easier to really evaluate drafts the further you get away from them. Of course, of course. It's not fair, positively, negatively, whatever, right after a draft to try to do that. But if you go back to their first draft as a staff, Chase Young, the number two overall pick. Now, I understand this is largely because of injury, but we shouldn't forget that he was a massive disappointment last year before injury. That has been a really, really big disappointment so far. Which is not even to talk about the fact, hindsight having become wisdom, that they could have had Herbert. They could have had Tua there. Antonio Gibson in the third round, fine. I wouldn't call that a home run, but certainly not a strikeout. Sadiq Charles in the fourth round. Gandy Golden no longer with him in the fourth round. Ismail Hudson in the fifth round. Curl in the seventh with Smith-Williams. Their best round in that draft unequivocally was the seventh round. It was Curl. And Smith-Williams after him oh, in that's the seventh true, yeah. round, who, who helped them a lot at end. But, I mean, that's another draft where you go, really? I mean, your top five guys you drafted, there's one who's been a consistent player for you over the last few years. So, 
Yeah, we're going to restructure how we do things. And by the way, I think the draft, while we're, we're giving it a mixed bag, again, they've hit on some things in the late rounds to be sure. The draft has been way better than free agency since this group got here. Yeah, th- there's no comparison. You know, Night and day. The Night draft day. is you're batting around 500 or so, which is not terrible. Free agency, the batting average is much lower than that. Let's go to the phones. 800-636-1067. Your Rivera. First thing you're doing. Vince Akakik, what's up? What's up, guys? Hey, buddy. So uh, I'm going to piggyback off y'all because the first thing I told Ryan was fire myself. Um, you guys took it from a very better point than me. I was saying fire himself on the organization, but I'll go with the same thing. We know that's not going to happen. So I would say fire himself. Also fire Scott Turner. Um, I want to say, though, I think they're going to kind of run it back. Um, I think they view Sam Howe as the new Taylor Haneke, and they're going to spend a lot of money on another veteran quarterback because they believe their process works well. And I'm very scared that we might not sign Cam Crow or DeRon Payne back. But that's just my thought. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate you. They're going to do everything they can to sign both of those guys, I would imagine. I don't know that you can extend both, so maybe Curl gets a big contract and Payne gets tagged. That's what I bet they do. You could also tag Curl and... Try to re-sign Payne. The problem is if he can't get that done, then he walks. I think they're going to use a tag this year. Even though Rivera on our show, yep. one of the few times we ever had him on, right at the start of training camp, uh, going into last season, actually, year two for him, he acknowledged that uh, that they wanted to stop using the franchise tag, essentially. But they're in a position after not signing Payne where they might have to do it again. He compared Howell to Heineke. This is going to be happening a lot. I know with this fan base, Hal is a much better prospect than Heineke. He has way more upside. Mm -hmm. It's a a whole different pre-draft conversation. This guy was number one on quarterback boards by people who do the, the draft evaluating for a living at media sites prior to his final season at college. The other one was undrafted at Old Dominion, and Scott Turner was the only guy that went to watch him work out. So it's just a different yeah, world. One's a cool story. The other guy, until you know, a bad season at UNC without much talent around him, was thought of as a first-round prospect. Put a pin in this, because I want to come back to this either today or another day. But we, We're going to keep hitting the phones here. In his press conference today, Rivera and Mayhew, by the way, both of them multiple times reiterated that they want to be a run-first team. Mayhew even said that he was happy to see them 2-1 to one run to pass in the final game of the season, and he said, quote, that's who we want to be, end quote. Like, he took pride in that, which, again, is not how I see football in 2023, but I digress. If they really do believe that, and that's what they want to be, and David Aldridge of The Athletic asked, is that because of your quarterback situation, or is that because that's just philosophically how you see football? And they said it's the philosophical way they want to do it. Then the decision is made. Don't spend $30 million on a quarterback. See what I'm saying? That's exactly what you're saying. Yeah. Have Sam Howell be Daniel Jones. And find your Brian Dable to get the most out of him as a runner who makes the defense defend 11 on 11. And have Sam Howell quite literally be the Daniel Jones of 2023. And and spend almost no money at the position. Bring in you know Mitch Trubisky or Jacoby Brissett for $8 million a year or whatever. Exactly right. But... That's a bigger conversation for another time. You're Rivera. What's the first thing you're doing? Phil, Bladensburg, what's up? Yeah, hi, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Come in. Um, I, I think number one would have to be um, Jerron Payne. I, I like the franchise tag. That's, but he's got to be number one thing to settle. 
Um, I was thinking maybe draft left guard on the offensive line. I do like Sam Howell exactly what you're talking about. If they can put him in, I uh, get him some training. And then, uh, of course, find a good home for Carson. He's been up seeing guys since he's been here. But, you know, I've, I've heard in the last hour everybody beating up Scott Turner. But when you look at the rankings, Washington Commanders in your time of possession were number one at, you know, 32 minutes, 0.9, and San Francisco 31, and Green Bay 31. Um, I think Scott Turner did a good job of if he went and looked at Sam Howell. I mean, he had a limited resource last year of Heineke. Even this year, it's just basically been a run, run team. So I think that's Thanks, true. Dude. Thanks for the call. Here is the problem. I have, for two years before this one, defended Scott Turner and said, how can you possibly evaluate him with this quarterback situation? How long can you do that? Though? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, how long can you not know if he's good or not because of quarterbacks? When presumably he also at some point is involved. I know he obviously picked Heineke, but don't you think he was questioned about Wentz at some point before they went and got him? I'm sure he's got some input. You can't be at the bottom of the rankings. This That to me is unequivocal. For, you know, if you have a rash of injuries, you're on quarterback five, that 2020 COVID year where they played, you know, Garrett Gilbert, Grape, and a bunch of other schlubs. Okay, fine. I understand that. Let's, let's, let's call that an incomplete grade. After three seasons, though, of consistently being at the bottom of the rankings, time of possession is adorable if you're scoring points out of it. They're not. They were disastrous in that regard, again, despite having really good weapons on offense. I just sort of can't go down that road at this point to say that it was good. It's not fair 100%. It's not like you had Joe Montana, and then you know, you're sort of picking these things apart. But we've got a big enough sample now where you say, if they were 16th or 17th or 18th, I'd, I'd start to say, hey, there's some reasons for to advocate for this. There's To me, we're sort of laying down our arms. There's no defense at this point. Yeah, and I... I'm not going to tell you I don't care about time of possession. It's obviously significant and helpful. I would much rather be number one in scoring or in yards per play where they're 28th or in third down percentage where they're 25th or in red zone offense where they're 25th than in time of possession. Yeah, if you were 16th in everything, I would trade that for, you know, to move down in time of possession. There's got to be effectiveness in terms of offense, not just using the entire play clock and, and handing it off for three and a third. The, the Kansas City Chiefs are not in the top ten in time of possession. You know they're they're headed to the playoffs with the best offense in football. The way that they do it, yes, it is massively significant. You need time of possession for sure, but that's not the only way to do it. Appreciate the phone call. By the way, people do not properly acknowledge as great a career as Leonardo DiCaprio has had, and he was wonderful in Titanic how good the movie What's Eating Garrett Gilbert was. It's a really good film. <laughs> it's slept on. Don't you think? It is slept on. I like that you popped a little bit on that. Uh, 20 minutes from now at the top of the hour, do you want Sam Howell to have a chance at the quarterback job? We'll get into that. We got the Blitz today at 4. We got Jay Gruden on Sam Howell at 5 o'clock. We're Grant and Danny asking you right now on the fan, what is the first thing you would do this offseason if you had Ron Rivera's power? This is G&D. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Over here. 
plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Big week in Ashburn is going to end with Rivera meeting with the Snyders on Monday. Ron Rivera's not going anywhere, and I'm not even sure that he should go anywhere. Wait, what direction are you going in if he was out right now? You're going to hire someone more qualified or more respected around the NFL in the middle of an ownership change? I doubt that very much. The only way, and this is a tough needle to thread, is if the new owner, if it is indeed happening, by the way, so many qualifiers, is already in communication, and it's just a matter of paperwork getting signed. Yeah, if there were and way further along yeah. in the Bezos or whoever sale, then it is possible. But what are the chances of that? Not very good, is my answer. But he's meeting with the Snyders, plural. Sitting down with Tanya Snyder and Dan Snyder to chop it up. Just to hash things out. After Dan was not at FedEx Field this weekend, and I believe was not at FedEx Field the weekend before that, 15 years ago, the idea of Dan Snyder, even, shoot, two years ago. A yeah, year ago. The idea of him missing a game was unheard of. He's just casually not around. Now it's just a thing. You still think Tom Fullery's not afoot here, Danny? Mm. You still think nothing's brewing? Tom, there is some ballyhoo. Something is a brewing. I've told you about that song. I've sang it to you. Something's a brewing? Yeah, every couple of years I tell you about this song and then you forget that I ever told you about it. Is that is that was that the crucial second hit? Boom, the first there it hit. Is. That was the crucial. No, the the story of the crucial is the first song by the crucial. That's how the crucial began. No, I know, but that something was a Bruin. So oh, for, that's for those the name of, of the don't song. Know, I had a band as a kid, and by that I mean me and a couple of buddies on a snow day one time pretended to have a band and just like beat on instruments in the house. And the song we came up with, the first thing we did for some reason was design the CD cover. Yep. That was our first. No, but move. you get your priorities right. Right. So we went. So Bill and Ted did like uh, word art or whatever, yep. and designed the CD cover. And then so, you did the Redskins new logo. Exactly. Yep. First, we leaked it accidentally on a video. So the the actual name of the band was the Crucial, and our song went like this. This is the only thing we ever wrote. One day in a far off land, something was a brewing. Something was a brewing. What could it be? What could it be? Now there's the like now the what could it be is there's like a cascade with the backup singers. I'll tell you what it was. Tell you what it was. What was it? The crucial began. And that's the whole song. That's the song. That's all we got to. That in a CD cover. Something was a brewing. Something was a brewing. Just so you know. So if you're gonna get in a car, yep. you can't turn right, you can't go straight. Where do you have to turn? Left? That's what I thought. Let's go to the phones. Jason in Odenton. Hey Jason, how are you? Hey guys, how's it going? Up, I'll make this quick. 
Uh, so a couple of things real quick. If I'm Ron Rivera, right, the first thing I'm going to do is, is reevaluate my antiquated thinking that a run game in 2023 is the best way to win football games. So I'm going to fix that, right, look in the mirror and say that's a problem. <laughs> Good luck. Because I'm not a buffoon, right? And then the next thing I'm going to do is I'm going to hand Carson Wentz his stuff out the door, throw it out the facility, get him out of town, right? I'm going to sign Deron Payne. Look, I understand that you typically don't have two defensive players like that on the line. But those two are those two guys are too high caliber not to keep him, and it sets another precedent that you pay your star players, right? So I'm going to sign Deron Payne, and I'm going to sign him with the money that I paid Carson Wentz to not do anything, right? So I'm going to do that. Um, Taylor Heineke is up in the air whether I'm going to keep him or not. I'm going to keep Scott Turner on the team, and here's why I did. I tweeted you guys yesterday about it. Um, I keep Scott Turner on the team because Sam Howell needs to develop. You don't change his his offense in an offseason, so he's got to learn a new playbook because he's going to go in and be the starting quarterback. He's going to be the starting quarterback because I can't trust myself, again, because I've looked in the mirror. Well, So you're, you're giving us a lot of things, right? We're looking for the first thing you would change. All very good, very good call, very informed. Thank you. I had not heard that argument yet for Scott Turner, which is if you're going with Sam Howell, you keep him around so he doesn't have to learn a new offense. That he's going means, to eventually, right? Well, possibly, yes. But that means, number one, that you're keeping Sam Howell. We don't know that, and that's a that's a huge decision they have to make. Mm-hmm. But the other thing is, if you are rolling with Sam Howell moving forward, I think more important than him not having to learn a new offense in an entire offseason is deciding who is the best possible person to coach him. In other words, if Scott Turner is a whisperer who's great with quarterbacks and you think can develop him and get the most out of Sam Howell, then you keep him. But if there's someone else out there, that you could bring in here that would do a better job developing and grooming a quarterback? To me, that is way more important than just learning two offenses. In other words, continuity for continuity's sake, if someone's not doing a good job, mm-hmm. is not the right play. And I'm not saying he's not, but my point is the priority should be who can best get the most out of Sam Howell, not let's make sure, even though we don't love the way this guy is maximizing our quarterbacks, Let's make sure he doesn't have to learn anything new that might be better, oh, by the way. Because it's hard enough to get good at quarterbacking. Let's go to Jim in Fairfax. You are Ron Rivera. You're taking over tomorrow. What are you changing? Okay, what I'm going to do, I think is first thing I'm going to do is is whoever's really contributing to the team, I'm going to make sure they're signed up for the following year, which is simple. I mean, it's a simple thing. Um, I think that probably after that, if a new owner comes in, I'm going to put both hands on my ass and hope I don't get fired again, just like I did down in Carolina, because he can't seem to deal with somebody that knows what's going on with football. There's no doubt that this group seems to be benefiting right now after three straight years where they haven't had a winning record from the lack of attention being played, paid because there are other bigger things Going on with ownership. Yeah, there's there's next 50 years of ownership and, and direction of the franchise stuff happening. Uh, said differently, that's kind of beating around the bush. Butts would be hotter. Yeah. Now, the seats you're sitting on would be less comfortable if Dan Snyder was just in the office every day. Like, a reasonable conclusion after these last few years would be, you know what, our best path forward is to try to draft a quarterback and see if that person can develop into our franchise guy. That's a very reasonable opinion, I think, that a lot of people might have. When you start to do the math, you go... 
well, I can't have a coach that's going to be here for one year to draft the guy and then start over again. That's a defeatist thing. So if I'm going to do that, draft the player, that means I probably need to start with a whole new coaching staff and a general manager to pick him. We need to do that right now. Speaking of coaching staffs, are there going to be more coaches joining the unemployment line that did make the playoffs? Are we going to have more vacancies around the NFL? That's the question we'll hit next and a Sam Howe conversation on whether or not he should be given a chance to be the guy in Washington when we return on Grant and Danny right here on The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.